Welcome to Hot Take. Today is September 25th, 2018, and my name is Andrew Myrick. Joining me today is one of our editors, Donna Vanjeska, and Cam Riddick. How's it going, guys? Awesome. Good, good, Andrew. How about you? Doing all right. Trying to avoid whatever plague is going around. Oh, indeed. Know that one firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> so today we got some uh, interesting news topics, but we're going to get started with Donovan's Pocophone F1 review. Oh, um, you want to go ahead and give us a quick breakdown of the device? So the Pocophone is made by Xiaomi. It's a $300 phone that also happens to have the most recent Snapdragon 845 processor as well as 6 gigabytes of RAM and a minimum of 64 gigabytes of storage, which makes it essentially a flagship device for, you know, pennies. Not, not you know, many thousands of pennies, but pennies nonetheless. <laughs> Much cheaper than the competition. Oh, yes. About a third, about a third the cost of a brand new Note 9. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's it got in, like, the battery department? <clears throat> That's actually one of the most interesting things, in my opinion, is that it has a 4,000 milliamp hour battery, which is, in fact, the same as the Galaxy Note 9. And it routinely lasts about a day and a half of use, maybe two days if you don't use it a whole lot. But either way, it will always last you a day at bare minimum. That's good. Yeah. Um, how about the cameras? It seems like there's a 20 megapixel front facing and a dual camera setup on the back. Yeah, it's interesting. The, uh, the, the sensor itself that it uses on the back is actually the same camera as the Xiaomi Mi Mix 2S, which I also reviewed, and it's just as good. It got a 97 DxO mark score, which is quite good. I think it was um, ranked 7th at the time of release. Uh, it's good. I mean, it, it's good for any phone, not just a $300 phone. So, Dono, for this phone, is it like a general all-around good phone, or is it marketed for a particular use, like I'm guessing it's not a gaming phone. I mean, it could probably run games, but does it have like a standout thing? I mean, it'll run it'll run games just as well as a Samsung Galaxy S9. It, it, it's just it's just that powerful. I mean, it's well. I mean, you know, some phones are like, "Ooh, I'm getting this because of the camera," or "Ooh, I'm getting this because it plays games super well." Like, is this just an all around phone, or is, does it have one major thing about oh. it? Well, you're, you're buying price. you're buying this phone because of the price. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> like the original OnePlus, I guess something like that. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen prices like this since the since the Nexus line, really, since Google was taking a loss on their phones, which is actually really that. interesting. Yeah, I mean, the only the only downside to this phone is the fact that it doesn't accept the LTE bands for North American carriers, so you're you're stuck with like the HSPA plus 3.5 G style connection, which is still pretty fast. It's not bad, but you're not going to get full LTE on any of the major carriers. So you're a proud OnePlus 6 owner, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so fanboy, some would say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how does the, how does the Pocophone F1 compare to... The OnePlus 6, who, which you know comes from OnePlus, which was the quote-unquote flagship killing company for the last five or six years. 
the only difference between these two phones that I'm holding in my hand, one on my left and one on my right, is the size of the notch and the body it's made out of. The Pocophone F1 is made out of plastic, which I have no qualms about. I think it's better than glass, personally. Uh, and the OnePlus is made out of glass, which I really, really dislike. But th that's that's really the only difference, besides the aforementioned connectivity issues. The software is running on it. Is that what MIUI? Yeah, yeah. Um, MIUI 9, it's going to be upgraded to 10... Uh, I would assume pretty soon because the Mi Mix 2S just got it as well. But gotcha, you know, gotcha. they're comparable. I think the OnePlus is a little closer to um, to stock Android. Stock. The holy grail of software. <laughs> Behind iOS. <laughs> well, sweet. So you would you would definitely recommend anybody who can get the phone get the phone, and if you can't get the phone, make the company come out with the phone in your area. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're in the states or in Canada, it's probably not a great purchase for you, just because we're coming into a 5G era, and this phone won't be near compatible with those bands. But if this kind of experiment that Xiaomi's uh, conducting with the Poco brand performs well, maybe we'll see a North American release. If you got a phone released in North America with these specs at that price, it's going to shake up quite a bit of the industry, I think. Only if it works with a lot of carriers. Yes, if if they release a North American version of the phone that has the right bands. So if Xiaomi did this or Pocophone or whatever, however you want to say it, if they mm -hmm. did, if they came to North America and gave us all the bands that we wanted, and connectivity with the carriers that we wanted, how much marketing, like how big would their marketing budget actually have to be? Could they just come in and say, "Hey, you know that Galaxy Note Nine that you just bought? Well, these are have." The same specs, a little bit, and it's a little bit better, and it's a third of the price. I feel like they'd have to, I feel like they would worry more about word of mouth because they wouldn't want to spend all this money trying to tear down Samsung or Google or LG or whoever. I think they would go on like, here's a couple commercials, but ultimately it's, hey, I got this new phone. You should try it because I only pay like two, $300 or $50 on contract or whatever. I mean, if they would, wanted to, they could literally just drop a commercial that said, "Hey, cool, you got that new uh, the new Samsung Galaxy S9. Why don't you buy a Pocophone F1 for your entire family for the cost of that one S9?" I miss the days of actual like phone wars where <laughs> OEMs were like trying to one up each other, and now yeah. it's just I mean, Samsung, LG, Samsung, LG, Samsung and Apple. Samsung and Apple do it. <laughs> yeah. LG LG does not. No, I meant Samsung and Apple. Yeah, but like in the Android realm, it's just Samsung. <laughs> yeah, you've got Samsung on top, and then LG is like, "Yeah, we're second place," and then Google's like, "Hey guys, we're relevant too." I promise. Yeah, I know. And HTC is almost dead. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, it's, it's they are sad. struggling. <laughs> Gasping for struggling is not the right word. It's not, it's not about them. <laughs> Unfortunately, but, for them. So your official recommendation is to get it if you can. Yes, but, if okay. you're in if you're in North America, it may not be the phone for you because of the bands, but the phone itself is a fantastic device. If you're in an area where you, or if you're in a situation where you're mostly connected to Wi-Fi, or if you're in a metro metropolitan city where they have great hspa plus you know 3.5 g connection 
it might be a good pickup for you. Um, I can't recommend it for everyone because, uh, let's be honest, not everyone has that kind of service. But or one's classic funks. Yeah, but the the the, dev- the device itself is fantastic, and based on the device, the specs, the price, and the performance, I absolutely can recommend it. Awesome. So it's like it's like it's like recommended with an asterisk. <laughs> Sweet. So if you guys haven't seen it already, the review published earlier today on AndroidGuys.com. So be sure to head over, um, and there'll be a link in in the show notes for this for this uh, podcast. But you can head over and read Donovan's uh, review and let him know how dumb he is or how smart he is, <laughs> and make Ken and I laugh. Look at that! I didn't even need a shameless plug. Andrew did it for me. I got you covered, babe. I got you covered. <laughs> moving into our next topic is moving into our next topic is a very sore subject for just about everybody. If you care about email clients, um, everybody should. Oh, well, you should. But so Slack, the popular like messaging platform that has taken over the world slowly over the last year or two. Uh, has bought Astro, which was another popular email app, and will be buying it to shut down the email service. Uh, Keen, you want to let us? You want to let us know what's going on with this? Yeah. So, Astro, like you said, is a popular third-party email client which handles Gmail and I believe Outlook email accounts. Um, and it had a, a bunch of cool features, a lot of AI features. It also you can connect Alexa and you can connect connect Astro email service into your Slack chat rooms which would just help out your teams and it's just it was pretty good it was definitely a great client but just like andrew said slack is buying it. slack bought it they're shutting it down october 10th um and they've already stopped allowing people to sign up which is <laughs> very funny because i signed up like a few days ago <laughs> but <laughs> they're stopping people from signing up the apps are going to close down and you're going to have to find yet another email client to use and this is already on the heels of Google saying Inbox will be shut down in March of 2019, and Newton being officially shut down. I believe it was just yesterday that they were officially shut down. Um, so we will have a, a little article coming up very soon about what are the best email clients on Android. The best thing about testing email clients is getting 10 notifications per email on one phone. I love it. Oh, man, My battery nice loves it as well. <laughs> If you didn't know you had email, you know now. Oh, I know of every single email I have right now, and I hate. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I can't imagine that. that. <laughs> now, why would Slack buy Astro just to shut it down? Like, what's what's what the what's the the end game for them? What's their what's their win what's the win, uh, win scenario? They're they're pretty much going to most likely going to do what any other company does when they buy another company. They're going to take the team and use what the team knows to help improve their service. So they're going to take what Astro did well in the Slack universe and then apply that to Slack itself. And who knows, maybe one day we'll have a Slack email because they seem to be trying to do everything right now. So That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, it kind of seems like if Slack wanted to do email, all they'd have to do is buy Astro and then rebrand it Slack email. Who knows, maybe we'll get that in like a month. It's like, welcome to Slack email. I wouldn't be upset about that. We, we, we bought Astro and shut it down, and this, this new Slack email is totally not a rebranded Astro. 
<laughs> Only ten dollars a month. It's not the same <laughs> app with just our name slapped on it yeah. and our theme colors. Now it's part of the pro version of Slack. It now costs money when it was free before. Oh man, <laughs> that's a shame. But if you if you use Astro, just be aware that you have a little over a month to uh, anything that you've snoozed, anything that you've hidden, you might want to get that back. A little under a month to, to say your goodbyes, bid farewell, start your morning Dude, process. This, this absolutely sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, this just, I would like, say I wasn't a super so fan I was, of Astro, but I mean... No, hey. but like, we're losing good email. So we lost Newton. Uh, I was a Newton subscriber and previously did a review for the service on another website that I wrote for. Um, Inbox is gone. Astro is now gone. I loved Inbox, too. Gmail I, am, I still use Gmail Inbox. app is not great. No, Inbox is so opinion. much better. Like, so, so oh, much better. Much better. <laughs> like, ten times easily better. <laughs> and I know that they're trying to bring features from Inbox to Gmail, but it's not fast enough, and you just might as well say, well, you know, just turn Inbox into the Gmail app or something like that, because you're not going to get rid of the Gmail branding for the email application. Yeah. But, like, and I'm interested to see Keen's, you know, post when it comes out, whenever he gets it done, to use anymore like on my iphone i don't even know oh i'm using an app called spark which is supposedly coming to android this year but they said that in like january this year uh, someday they still have until december 31st so <laughs> yeah okay I, I, they'll do what oneplus did last year and release oreo on christmas eve or like new year's eve or whatever it was you know um, what? I, I was just, just thinking about it. Though. And, like, Gmail, if all they have to do to make Gmail into Inbox is just get rid of that god-awful red color scheme in the Android app, and you're good to go. No! You have to add pinning, you have to add, like, the, the bundles and the smartness. Oh, well, the, the, bundle, the bundle things are in there. Are they as good, though? No. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. <laughs> that's, that's, like, the main reason I love Inbox is because I get a lot of email because I put my email out way too much. And then Inbox tells me what I should pay attention to. And then every once in a while I say, oh, I also wanted to pay attention to that. But it doesn't really matter. So that's what I want in Gmail. That's all I really want. Not I, get I, want, I want someone to buy Newton and make it open source. And There's like a Twitter campaign for that. I think there is one, but I think it start, was started by like Justin Duino from Android Authority, or it might be Patrick Campanale. I'm not sure. I'm not 100 sure who it was. <laughs> it might be Pat. <laughs> He's like, how many retweets? And I think there's like three. <laughs> go for like, the go, Pat. Pat. <laughs> we need we need MKBHD to pick it up if this is going to get any steam. I never experienced but, the glory that is Newton. <sighs> All right. <laughs> before we get all too sad <laughs> yeah uh the final topic for today is for you samsung lovers out there um nice. the s10 let's stop that the <laughs> s10 won't be the first samsung device with an embedded fingerprint scanner so <gasps> <laughs> thank you for the dramatic effect that was good uh the samsung galaxy p30 is rumored to be the first uh, the first device with an embedded fingerprint scanner, but it's not going to be what you think. So the model number that we know versus, from uh, Sam Mobile is SM-G6200. 
It's going to come in 64 gigs or 120 gigs of storage, come in four color variants, but it will be launching in China first. And that's in the other markets that I could see it coming to is like Europe. I don't think it's actually going to land in the U.S. Um, but the big story here is obviously the the, uh, the embedded fingerprint scanner. So with this P30 and P30 Plus, they're going to be using the LCD displays with embedded scanners versus the OLED that the Galaxy S9, Galaxy S9 Plus, and Note 9 all use. Um, and I don't see exactly who is going to be providing the uh, the scanner for the P30 lineup. But I do, I, it is said, confirmed that, uh, or at least expected, that Qualcomm will be providing the one for the S10 when that launches next year. Um, so do you guys have any thoughts on this? That's that's what? so confusing to me. Like, why would you, that, that's that's, a, that's literally a, like a flagship feature. And no one could say, hey, look, Samsung ca- copied Apple again, because... Definitely it's, not. It's new, you know, and they're going to throw it on a, on a phone we're not even going to get in the states that is mind-blowing it's, to me well so you can go Andrew. like there are so many chinese so i say so many like there's like billions but there are a, enough phones in china being released with fingerprint scanners embedded already that's true but samsung is trying to it seems like samsung's trying to only focus with this phone to focus on china whereas in the s10 will be the global release of a very refined product, hopefully, fingers crossed, not for my sake, but for the sake of Sammy fans, because then I will have a field day if it's not. It's true. Um, <laughs> but this gets embedded fingerprint scanners into the hands of users sooner versus waiting till what, April or May of next year. So maybe, maybe it's kind of like an experimental launch where they're using that phone to refine it for the S10, you think? I doubt it because phones take like phones take like seven months to make, so they wouldn't really even have time to use that information to see whether it's you know good enough for the S10. Yeah, you're not wrong. But also, why are they? I have several questions, and they're more obvious questions. One, why is it the P30 and not the P1 or 10? Um, also, why China instead of Korea? Like, why wouldn't you test it in your home market where there's not that much competition? makes no sense to me i mean i'm sure it will come to korea but i i am assuming that it's because china so china's market is gigantic they the most populous country in the world maybe maybe india is that india yeah <laughs> one, yeah, of them. one of them they're, they're, they're either number one or two <laughs> right but like it, it's still the if it's the number two then it's still the number two high like biggest and more oems are doing it so we know that it's possible samsung wants to jump on board but they want to reserve the super high version high edition one for the s10 and use this lc this like not bottom of the barrel but like step down lcd display offering instead I don't. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. I mean, it, Samsung even just released a phone with three cameras on the back, which we're expecting to see. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so they're they're trying to do stuff with phones that are not their flagships, and it's which, interesting to see them do that. Which uh, another interesting thing about that is Samsung is trying to do different things that we're seeing from some smaller companies, and I mean Huawei is a bigger company, but still, we're getting we're getting back into the, the days where we're seeing a lot more newer things on phones, because for the past, what, two, three years, it's been what we have now, and we just got notches and no home buttons, so that's kind of new, but now we're going to get 
fingerprint sensors under the screens, triple system cameras. So maybe we're starting to go into more innovative innovative features. Hey, Pixel Three Boy. Hey, you're forgetting something. We're What's also that? getting bigger notches. Oh man. <laughs> bigger notches is not an innovation notches by themselves is an innovation oh, that's a Google. Every, oh, everyone knows we want more notches not bigger notches okay notches on watches notches yeah. on watches <laughs> notches on watches I'm never giving that up <laughs> oh man oh man hey Ken you want to take us into our obligatory Google mention for today yes hey guys I got Angie to add obligatory Google news it's so great but Today, maybe, or at least sometime this week, is the 10th anniversary of the release of T-Mobile's G1, which was the first publicly available Android phone. And I never got a chance to use that phone because I used a droid like a real Android user. So, Andrew, uh, do you want to talk you, about bro. the G1? <laughs> Yikes, that's just... I can't wait for the comments. That is inflammatory. I can't yeah. wait. So I didn't. I didn't own the G1. I owned the G2, the T-Mobile G2, thinking it was the successor to the G1. When it kind of really, it not at all was. Kind of like a just um, different phone. Wait, T-Mobile had a G2. Yeah, it did. Well, what was yes. it? What was it? It was. It was a similarly styled phone. <laughs> okay. But it had nothing to do with Google. That was just like straight HTC. Wait, was it a? Was it a, a candy bar or was it a? Like a slider? It was, the same, it was a slide, like a swivel keyboard. Not even a slider, it was a swivel, because my swivel keyboard kept breaking. So was it was it like a side sidekick? No. No, it's, it's just a... It's, it's, a, it's a real phone. <laughs> Look it up, Dono. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to right now. It, had a, it was like a refined version of the G1. It, it was made by, um, by the way. My sister... Oh, I loved had, that phone. Yeah, oh, I, I had that phone. I just forgot it was called the Everybody GT. just rec- realized, like, everybody <laughs> just got to experience the light bulb going off for Donna. That, I phone, phone. that phone was phenomenal. I loved that phone. That's probably my favorite I, Android phone of all time, actually. I yeah. love that phone except for the hinge. The keyboard is kind of weird. It, like, like, yeah. like, raised up and then folded out. It was very strange. Yeah, it was very, it was awesome, though. And, like, that, 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 little, that little ribbon that connected it always broke and shit. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. That Sorry. Guy, you can tell how excited Donovan is when he drops the S bomb. I was. I was very excited. I had um, my Touch 3G personally, so I was pretty excited about that. Okay, you can go back into your hole. OG Droid. Where are my fanboys at? Not here. It's, it's just you. Well, the My Yo, Touch, the the G- my touch was, uh, was the successor to the, G, uh, the G1. It was like the next one after it. Was it? Yeah, they were. It's not that it wasn't the My Touch. Uh, I think I think there was a My Touch 4G that was after that, but it was like, but the My Touch 3G was. It still had the rollerball and everything, and I think it was the exact same guts as the G1. It was just a candy bar instead of a. Oh, that's a right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like the distant cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's run down these specs for the G1 real quick. Oh man, let's do it. Qualcomm SM. MFS, uh, Qualcomm SMSM 7201A. I'm sure that's actually something. With an Adreno 130 GPU. Less than a gig. Oh my goodness. 192 megabytes of RAM. <laughs> yeah. 256 megabytes of internal storage, but it was expandable up to 16 gigabytes. Oh goodness. 
and a removable 1150 milliamp hour battery. I remember it that you can, you can pop the back off and like and pull the battery yeah, out and stuff. I miss removable batteries. <laughs> and it ran cupcake. It did run cupcake. No, oh, it did run cupcake. Well, no, no, not so really. So it, it had a 3.15 megapixel rear shooter with auto. It had autofocus, guys. Oh man. And then when it got updated to cupcake, it got video recording. <laughs> it got updated to donut. Ooh. Did it really? Yeah. Or was it like unofficially or? I don't know. That's the that's the last stable release was a 1.6 donut. Man, yeah. this thing is so old that it still had wireless BG instead of BGN or AC, and it had Bluetooth two instead of anything, anything. else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did it have a mini USB two, or am I imagining that? Um, I think it it did have a mini USB. It did not have, and it did not have a headphone jack. Guys, the G one was a trendsetter before it even oh, knew. Oh man, it's the hipster phone. We have come full <laughs> oh, circle. Wow. Ten years later, we finally come full circle. <laughs> it had the original Gorilla Glass. That's a throwback. Is it really? Wow. 3.2 inch screen. My goodness. But it was touchscreen. Yep, it was touchscreen. But that QWERTY keyboard. <laughs> the best that keyboard. Wrong. The resolution. <laughs> it had a TFT capacitive touchscreen with a resolution of 320 by 480 Not for an eye-popping... All those pixels. PPI. Oh, All man. those pixels. <laughs> All those pixels. The screen-to-body ratio was 50% with a 3 to 2 aspect ratio. Goodness. Holy shnikey. I haven't looked at these specs in literally 5 or 6 years. Oh, man. This is... This is amazing. But this was all a precursor for, you know, if we didn't have this, we would not be where we are today. We wouldn't I, have had the droid. I really feel like the droid is the, the phone that really <laughs> it, made it. It was. You know? Yeah. yeah. The droid wasn't even yeah, my was. <laughs> No, I mean, it was, but seeing the G1 was... It's so weird looking at the pictures and everything of this phone. I'm sorry, I'm having a nostalgia trip at the moment. <laughs> I think that was we also are, let's be honest. honest. He like was calling the shots for a lot of things. Yeah, and then it took te- Google nine years to buy them, and now they regret it because <laughs> of that notch. That's not why they regret it. <laughs> You're right because no, it's done watch notch. Oh man, you guys remember the chin on the G1? The chin that was like the most delightful thing ever. And oh, now we, it, like, kicked out a little like bit. A, yep. Yeah, now, like now we get angry at chins. <laughs> was that trackball usable oh yeah yeah for a long time i didn't use the touch screen i used the yeah. because i was coming from blackberry so i didn't use the touch screen i used the trackball no nope. yeah, like the blackberry pearl trackball was so good oh that's a classic i missed that phone yeah, look how many buttons are on the g1 <laughs> There's a lot there's, of buttons on just that on thing. the just on that chin. There's the menu button, the call button, the hang up and power button. Remember, because that was the thing where you had, you either hung <laughs> up or you shut your phone off while trying to. Yep. <laughs> the home home button and the back button, but they're all buttons. They're all the, the real chin buttons. Has more buttons than like my Pixel or my iPhone. Real buttons. <laughs> wow. Ah oh, man, the good old days. Good Back days. when we were kids. Back when we were no, I was still I was still. I disagree. Kid. Let's be honest. <laughs> you guys are both children. We'll leave it there. Ouch. Okay. That's fair. I'm not. Oh man, and one one more thing. 
the the what rooting they... support for this phone. Did I'm seeing somebody. What is the latest booting, unofficial ROM? Somebody booting Cyanogen Mod 6.1 based on Android 2.2.1. Oh, okay, that's actually. not as extreme as I thought it was going to be. No, I, I thought you were going to say like ice cream or something, and I'd be like, get out of here. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> that that's absurd. But this this phone still boots for some people. That's that's pretty dope. It took uh, one of the Android police guys like three different phones just to get it to work. Yeah, I, was, I did see that. All right, before we continue rambling more than we already have, uh, that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. If you liked what you heard today, please consider subscribing to us on Google Play Music, iTunes, Pocket Casts, or anywhere where you can find podcasts. Please be also sure to head over to AndroidGuys.com and click on the link for this podcast. Not only do we post the sources for all of our stories, but you can also find out more information on our sponsor, Blue Microphones. If you like how Donovan and I sound and not Kian, you should head over to this post for the podcast and get a 20% discount code. We absolutely love our Blue Microphones, and we are not alone. Blue is an award-winning company and the driving force behind professional musicians, internet creators, and countless elite gaming teams and Twitch streamers. Their Blue Yeti USB mic is the internet's most popular microphone. For Kian Riddick and Donovan Jessica, I'm Andrew. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.